Everybody ready? Okay. Ready? Three, two, one, go. All right. Welcome to Columbia Township. We'll call the meeting to order. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Present. Mr. Kabicki? Present. Ms. Hughes? Present. All right, let's stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay. Um, next, I make a motion to approve the, the signing of the meeting minutes, the regular meeting minutes of February eighth, two thousand and twenty-two. Do two thousand and twenty-two. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And next we move into open forum. We have anybody signed in? Uh, yes, and I don't have the sign sheet, so tell me your name, please. Uh, Cindy Irwin. Thank you, Cindy. Go right ahead. Um, I just wanted to um, follow up. If you do me a favor, address. just state your address. Oh, 6813 Bramble. Don't come after me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. Just we want to put it in where you are in the township. Um, I just wanted to see where you guys were on the parking. The parking situation is so bad. So, so bad. Um, people park and they block driveways. And the old man across the street can't get out. And this is on Bramble. Yes. And when we've had to go searching in the bar, in the coffee shop, for whoever owns the car. To park in front of your driveway. Not from my driveway because this sounds awful, but we sit out there and <laughs> make sure that nobody blocks it because it's hard to find who drives a car. So people are parking, too many people are parking on Bramble and yes. sometimes parking and, and, and blocking. Yes. I'm just curious. I'm going to ask you this since we have a limited crowd tonight. What do you suggest we do about the parking? Well, when they could park in those parking lots, it was great. You're talking about the... the Human performance and the um, the uh, the church lot and the one that was next next to, to Ludwig. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take inventory of that because I do think there's there's definitely a parking problem that needs to be addressed in Madison Place. And we look at the comprehensive master plan. It's certainly going to be on my ideas of making sure that we preserve the the the, the concept of addressing the parking. So. It's just bad because we have three cars at our house, mm -hmm. and the driveway is really small. So my daughter has a little car, and it fits in there. But my husband and I, and my husband's handicapped, so he sometimes we park blocks down the street. That's terrible. And especially with summer coming, it's going to be even worse. Last summer was terrible. <laughs> so, but but as you relate, as it relates to the parking problem. What is it exact? I'm just trying to understand. What exactly would you like to see Columbia Township do? If we could wave, wave a magic wand and fix the problem on Bramble for the parking, what would you suggest that we might be able to do? Like, what would be your idea? You live there. I do have an idea, actually. I, that's what I want to hear. To Go. help. <laughs> What's that? Um, to help it a little. Go ahead. Uh, if you could, if they could paint lines, like paint a spot. Because people pull up, and where you can normally fit two cars, they park one car there. Yeah. And then so that's that's a lost space. And then also, Grace, they park on both sides all the way down. Why can't they park there at the gym? Because that's even wider than Grace. So people do park there. They don't get tickets there. But they do park there. But it says no parking there. 
Got it. And I don't know how the lines work, and certainly you see anywhere you park when you go parallel park that sometimes cars are too close to mm -hmm. ever so I don't know how to address that without talking to a traffic engineer but I was just curious because I mean parking in Madison Place is tricky and then you combine that with if we you just combine that with if we look to go address the problem what we could do and just something I need to take inventory of. Well, we've been watching those two parking lots and they're reserved for that place down in Bramble and nobody parks in those lots. You're talking about the, you're talking, again, we're going back to the church and the in the fitness place. Ludwig, the, yes, in Ludwig. They're all privately owned lots. That's what I mean. The, privately yeah. the fitness lots. place rents it out to another business. Correct, but it, yeah. it's still they're privately owned lots, yes. so we really don't have much control right. over. Only we, we could do is try to create a parking lot, and that just, there's some We've tried. Some <laughs> challenging, that's yeah. why I'm taking inventory of this. That said, um, I suppose we could look into the logistics I mean this tacitly of striping. I mean, because I, you don't see that in many neighborhoods, and I don't know what the goods and bads are. And so I, I will look into it just probably by Google. I'll start with and then talk to a traffic engineer or a road engineer as far as how much that does, what the, the, the good side of it is and the bad side of it is. So interesting idea. I don't have an answer for it right now, but we will take a look at that. And as far as the future parking, I just think it's something we need to take inventory of. So. I appreciate you coming and appreciate you saying what you had to say. And well, I didn't know where you guys were on that best strings, that empty auto body place, I guess it is. Yeah. We're what were we, we talking about? We tried so, for two years. So uh, I will add that even before me, and the township has, over the past couple of years, researched and investigated private businesses that would might be willing to let us either purchase it for parking or, or, lease. or lease it for parking. At this point, we have no willing sellers. We have, we, we would be interested in that. Um, and we know that, I mean, unfortunately, parking's not gonna get any less crowded there mm -hmm. given lots of other development and positive parts of, this is the negative aspect of the neighborhood. And, you know, we've talked about this before. Can you add anything to that? So we have approached all owners of properties that are vacant mm -hmm. uh, or not being fully utilized and asked to purchase or lease them for public parking and received no's on all of them. Uh, and uh, before me and before uh, Brian, but to remind David and Susan under Mike Lemon, he conducted a full Madison Place parking study and of the recommendations, uh, I've, been, I've read through it a number of times, of the recommendations uh, for purchasing some of the homes, like a, a couple of homes at different locations on the streets and putting like small parking spaces uh, there, uh, as well as some other um, recommendations, there, my understanding from him is that when he did community engagement with the neighborhood, the neighborhood said, no, not, nope, don't bother, do not, we see this as an imposition on us. Everybody tells me that they have, for the most part, worked out with their neighbors who parks where and everybody generally respects that. But I understand if you're closer to the business <laughs> district, it's more of a free-for-all. 
Uh, and the dilemma there is that Cincinnati owns the west side of Bramble and we're only the east side of Bramble. So I'm sure that that's challenging, but we, we have made um, significant efforts, made generous offers, and space that's vacant. Yeah, I, I hear stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, not only us, other private businesses in the neighborhood have also pursued the same things that we have and also been turned down. And so there's a lot of effort going on. I know that it's not helping you at all. There's a lot of effort. We understand this is a problem. I live near you, and I, I can't park when I drive over there as well. So I, I completely get it. And may I ask, <coughs> have you applied for a handicapped parking space through Columbia Township? No, we have not. Let's My husband was just approved for okay. disability. So. so let's start. Let's start that process. Why don't? Um, did you put your name and your your name? I wrote your name I down, did. but your phone number on the. I did. Okay, I'll follow up with you tomorrow, okay. and we can talk about. We have certain el eligibility, but I'll walk through those with you and see if that's an option for him. Okay, so I, I if I have mm -hmm. questions about that, I can answer. Yeah, me. yeah, absolutely. Okay. We can look at that as a as an option for him, uh, for a designated. Uh, parking spot, designated handicap parking spot, and uh, then we will uh, ask our traffic engineer, as David said, to reopen that conversation. Um, we've had conversations with a, a developer or two about the opportunity to build a low-rise parking structure, like a parking garage, with first floor retail, and then maybe second and third floor um, parking and then that's a go-to uh, parking structure and uh, we would just have to find the right <coughs> project and developer to do that project and then we would need neighborhood support um, because it would be more than just a couple of stories high it would not be a tall parking deck but it would be uh, you know potentially three stories because if you had uh, retail on the first floor and then parking on the second and third we can't go below ground because of the water table so, um, and, and that's an option too for a property that could be redeveloped. It's just saying, I lived, I've lived in this neighborhood my whole entire life. And even when people were living in that apartment building where it's the medical facility, mm -hmm. they all, everyone still seemed to find a place to park. Mm -hmm. Now that those lots have been designated mm -hmm. just for those, no, it's just difficult. And just to be clear, we, did, we don't designate those are privately owned properties, so we, we, we don't really have the authority to designate any of them. Well, they rent, a, then they rent them out or something, so you have to have mm -hmm. a sticker or something yeah. but, in there. Right, but we have no control over that. Right, I that, that said, let's move on, and I appreciate your, your comments, right, thank and thank you. you for coming and making us aware. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet you. All, All right. Tomorrow. Okay, great. Thank you. That, so we, we move on to reports. Oh, wait, I, others. I, I have a couple others. Okay. Um, okay. Sorry about that. That's right. All right, we go. Come, but we're standing open for. Okay. So I have a couple of emails, and the first one is from uh, Linnea Lose, and I think this is also on Nextdoor because um, it's it's quite lengthy. She gives a lot of great details. So I'm just gonna give the highlights. Um, she wants to thank Golf Manor, Deer Park, Silverton for Ridgewood's continued fire EMS coverage um, that started on March 1st. And when she sent this, that was tomorrow, Tuesday, March 1st. Um, the change is a result of a complex three-year study spearheaded by Columbia Township to assure long-term financial and operational stability of fire and EMS services for all nine islands of Columbia Township. 
Um, so she wants to specifically thank Gulf Manor, Columbia Township, retired and current administrator and trustees, Deer Park Silverton Joint Fire District, District Little Miami Joint Fire District. Um, the Little Miami Joint Fire District's integrity was evident in seeking mediation support from the Ohio Supreme Court to assure fairness to all entities. Mm -hmm. So she just wanted to say thank you. And this is all, I'm, I'm pretty sure, on next door if you want to read the whole thing. Um, and thank you, Linnea. Thank you, Linnea. love the I, fact that you have yeah. total engagement in the community, so appreciate yes, it. She gets it. Um, then we have an email from Les Hemingway, and um, he was able to see our January meeting and, and notice that his, his email was mentioned, and he said, first and foremost, the Columbia Township Road crew did a fantastic job on the roads in the township. He noticed they were salting and plowing several times a day, even in the early morning, to get the roads cleared off, which is an outstanding achievement considering the weather conditions were very bad with this ice event. Other communities, including the city of Cincinnati, side roads as of today, uh, Wednesday, February 9th, are still a mess. Um, and uh, Les also has some, uh, is working with Melissa, I believe, on some great ideas for roads and other things in the township. So. Thank you, Les. We appreciate that. Thank you, Les. Thanks for your community yeah. involvement yeah, and engagement. You. Okay, with that, we move on. It's back to you again, Carolyn, you. with okay. the uh, the fiscal office report. Yes. Ms. Heekin, the yes. star of the show today. Um, so February is the midpoint of the first quarter of our budget year. Our general fund uh, ending balance is three million ninety nine thousand four hundred and forty six, which is a decrease of two percent from January. Restricted funds. Um, total $5,002,331, which is a decrease of 4% from January. These funds combined total $8,101,777, which is a decrease of 2% from January. Revenues for February were $32,737. Expenses were $289,415. Year-to-date revenues are $348,436. Expenses are $759,368. Our next semi-annual settlement of property tax revenues from the auditor will occur in April. And our voter-approved levy revenues do not fully cover the cost of the township's public services. Our JED-Z business revenues supplement the cost of services that exceed our property tax revenues. Thanks again to Columbia Township's success in attracting and supporting our businesses. We are able to continue to provide residents with exceptional services at a lower cost, which were very apparent during the snowstorm. Thanks, Thank you. Caroline. Thanks. Thank you. Any questions? Bridget? Okay, that we move on to uh, the road superintendent's report. Uh, Mr. Frazier's report. Does anybody have any questions or comments on that? I just have one brief comment. Uh, for the month of February, speaking of the weather, the crews uh, were called out for seven weather events in February. And for the snow and ice events, we used 100 tons of road salt already. And we have backup storage through a shared facility agreement with Sims and so we have refilled our salt storage with uh, 180 tons of salt so once the crews are through with salt uh, with events that require salt we have to make runs to go and bring new salt into this 
garage to be ready for the next one. So that the move in February, the crew moved close to 300 tons of salt. So I thought that was pretty remarkable. It's a lot of salt. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we're done for the year. Hopefully, yeah. knock on Formica. It's not May we're yet. For the year. Were, were you going to mention the February 24th? That's when um, the emergency. Uh, well, I'll mention it. On okay. February 24th, um, <laughs> they had ice on that day, and there was black ice. Yes. And oh, yes. the reason I wanted to mention it is that our crew got up really early, mm -hmm. and our roads were completely fine. Mm -hmm. And it was a disaster countywide because it, when you woke up and went to work, it was warm and it looked nice and the roads looked clear but there was black ice and it caused a lot of mayhem in, in the county and i wanted to mention it because well in addition to how you want to mention it but our neighbor our neighborhood was clean in madison place but there was a huge accident on plainville and indian hill road that took out a um went into a car went into someone's porch mm -hmm. and took out i think a fire hydrant i think it did and that was just a credit to our crew sometimes that we're so good that um, you don't even notice that other areas are have huge challenges like that. And we've heard, we've joked around about it before that people think they can make it to work on time because their roads are so clear, but at the end of they can't because none of the other ones are clear. I don't know if we appreciate it enough, the job our road crew does. They are the best. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. That was a crazy day. Yeah. <laughs> we actually assisted other <coughs> agencies because they could not get to That's right. um, their roads because so many roads were iced traffic was completely at a standstill on most of the interstates and the overpasses and other crews couldn't get to their roads and ohio law provides that we're allowed to provide services on uh roads of other jurisdictions <coughs> in emergencies yeah so i think that that last yeah. ice storm was no that uh, uh with some of the other uh, areas that we needed help getting to accidents uh, on that particular day, mm -hmm. there were like five of them on I-71 that they, uh, the crews came out. And yeah. us I think that was one of the most challenging uh, uh, ice slash snow events that I've ever seen mm -hmm. as long as I've been here. So yeah. those guys were around the clock. So kudos yeah. to them as always. They rise to the occasion. Um, that we move on to the administrator, uh, the administrator's report mm -hmm. with the wonderful Ms. Taylor. So we open with a thank you to staff, uh, continuing the conversation. Our crews have continued their 24-7 work, uh, originally with Winter Storm Landon, which we spoke about uh, the last meeting, but also since then, multiple storms. And uh, on the brighter side, they began clearing our gateway planting beds and our plant pots to be ready for our annual arrival of flowers, which I know that Trustee Hughes loves to hear. And uh, I know that uh, you will at some point in your trustee reports talk about our upcoming uh, this Saturday St. Patrick's Day um, block party uh, this Saturday the 12th from 5 to 9 at the Madison Place Firehouse and uh, we have cards that went in uh, were sent in the mail I think late last week early this week uh, and they look like that I've shared that with you before but I'll leave that to you in your trustee reports that's going to be an amazing event on our ned neighborhood economic development the five hundred thousand dollar investment the trustees are making with our medical marijuana funds in neighborhood beautification using our first year medical marijuana check we have the street tree and the designer street sign separate programs 
This uh, past month we hired Jerry Frankenhoff, who is a certified arborist and national, nationally certified tree risk assessment. Well, he hit the ground running with his 40 years of experience. He has already completed for the street tree assessment uh, all neighborhoods and he except for Madison Place he is currently in Madison Place so we have some people who are seeing him out and about and so we sent in anticipation of that um, we sent knowing that he would be out and about we sent a special edition of the boys with our theme dog Ned uh, what is Ned bringing to your neighborhood soon look inside to find, find out and it basically was if your neighborhood voted for street signs Here are the details on the rollout of the street sign program if your neighborhood voted for street trees Here's the rollout of that program and then uh, Hello, here's Jerry and so Jerry will assist us in uh, evaluating what trees need to be removed uh, where he suggests that new trees could be planted and then once we have a recommendation list we're going to have a series as I've shared before a series of town halls with the neighborhoods that are interested and uh, uh, each individual property owner can have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with with uh, um, Jerry and with Dustin who's also a certified arborist and make a final decision about what goes where and on the designer street signs we uh, received the proposal for the designer street signs yesterday. It was too late for me to add to the agenda, so I'll have to bring it next month. But we're moving forward on both fronts, and we should be seeing some activity soon in all of our neighborhoods for that program. And so we can, I can share those if you guys would like. Um, a couple of road projects. I've mentioned before Buckingham and Cambridge. We're going to reconstruct both of those roads. We talked about them in detail when we did the bid for Ford uh, development. We held a pre-con with the developer uh, February 23rd, and the project is going to be, if the weather cooperates, five months to reconstruct both Cambridge. Oh my. I know, both Cambridge and um, Buckingham. And the contractor plans to mobilize the middle of this month and then we'll construct through the end of July as I said weather dependent the water main will be installed first uh, which Greater Cincinnati Waterworks is paying for and there were, will be a few points during each road construction project where there will be parking restricted on one side there will be a couple of points where it will be restricted on both mainly for like heavy equipment delivery to try to address specifically the concern about heavy parking uh, on Cambridge we coordinated with the developer to use the firehouse the Madison Place firehouse space to park for their crews to park and then walk over to the Cambridge site instead of parking in the on Cambridge or in the vicinity of Cambridge uh, except for when we have events and except uh, and until uh, the construction starts on the firehouse so we are taking steps to uh, try to address that is, is Buckingham first do you know um, I believe there's starting okay, Cambridge and then moving to Buckingham or they're starting but I'm sorry Buckingham okay. moving to Cambridge so they'll mobilize and then within a couple of weeks move and then the next team will come in and keep moving um, I just had that in front of me and I, I don't remember That's okay. sorry about that uh, we will do another uh, in the loop which is the email communication that we started 
Uh, we have an in-the-loop Buckingham and in-the-loop Cambridge, and we will do updates this week on the information that I just provided. Uh, update on Walton Creek North. Uh, we have a proposed project for improving the traffic backup in this area, which you know is a major thoroughfare between I-71 and US-50. It comes through Kenwood, Sycamore, Madeira, Montgomery, Indian Hill, and the peak um, drive backups sometimes block access to our Pear, Elm, Orchard neighborhood, as well as our Walton Creek Village on much more close neighborhoods. So we're working uh, to improve that and also to add sidewalks for connectivity. I wanted to share that uh, I've, sh uh, I've shared before that the improvement project is going to be about a couple of hundred thousand dollars and we're in the process to raise funds for that project. We have about $120,000 so far. We applied to the first ever <coughs> funding round from SORTA, who in 2020 passed the new uh, sales tax for the region for projects that help with regional flow and also connectivity to uh, bus stops and uh, key commercial corridors. Uh, they presented us with a really nice commemorative uh, plate, which has an easel, a wooden easel, uh, that we are part of the inaugural transit infrastructure fund recipient group. So cool. really, really nice. And so we'll put that up. So I wanted to share that with you. That's cool. Yeah, really neat. There's the piece that goes with it. I'll put that away. So on today's agenda, we actually have a request for you to authorize the design for that project, as well as the two segments of the sidewalks for that. Uh, under safety studies, a quick update that the Plainville Road new pedestrian crosswalk is open. Uh, and we already had re reduced the speed in that corridor to 25 miles an hour. So that those were the two aspects of the Plainville uh, pedestrian safety improvement project. So as of this month, that will be closed. And on our Columbia wide targeted speed study and stop sign study, I've spoken at almost every meeting in detail. So this time I will leave it that um, that study was actually complete. And then you recall last month we had a, a representative from Ridgewood who shared concerns with us. Ridgewood, several streets in Ridgewood were already part of the study and uh, what we did is we decided to move forward with part of the recommendations of the study while the engineering company does additional study for all of the roads that, and intersections that were identified uh, for Ridgewood. And then we already have started collecting feedback from the Ridgewood neighborhood as part of that. So instead of holding the entire study another several months, I elected to bring forward and I've talked to each of you about, let's go ahead and move forward with the first recommendation, which is uh, radar speed signs on the roads that were identified in the study as meriting those. So I have that later in the study. And uh, that is all that I have. Okay. Any awesome. questions about the administrator's report? Nope. Okay. 
We Thank move you. on to the economic development quarterly report by Mr. Montgomery. Thank Do we you. have any questions or anything you want to He'll highlight? He'll be here in April. His next report is April. Okay. All right. And that, we move on to the police report with Lieutenant Neighbor. Good, uh, good evening again, everybody. Um, very little things to report uh, for the last month. Uh, some of the similar things about... Uh, no news is good news when it comes to the police. <laughs> very, very true. Uh, just a reminder, keep locking your doors and keeping your cars uh, off when you're not in them. Um, I just have one thing basically to, to, to bring up. Uh, the Drug Enforcement Administration is going to have their national take back uh, uh, prescription drugs again, and we're going to be doing that at the uh, in the village of Silverton at our police station there on Saturday, April 30th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, if you have any additional prescription drugs that are out there in your, in your cabinets that are expired, old, or not even being used anymore, we're more than welcome to take all that back. And, we have uh, some participation. Not allowed to flush them down our toilet? No, that's actually bad for the environment. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, my daughter uh, is an environmental studies guru uh, and she tells me how bad it really is for the, uh, it pollutes the water quite bad. Uh, it's very hard to treat. put skin up. They put Okay. All right. Uh, next we move on to the Little Miami Fire in uh, Fire District Report with Mr. Lamar. You want to um, I'll talk about and also Deer Park Silver. Deer Park Silver. Yeah. Um, March first at six a.m. is when the Golf Manor station officially closed its doors. I went the night before just to check in to say hi, and um, they seemed surprised that I was there. It was business as usual to the last minute. Um, but it was good to see them, and I know that's a historic station. It's sad to see it go, uh, but the transition itself. I talked to Chief Meter, completely seamless. They're such a professional crew. Um, I talked to him about an hour ago. They've had about 11 runs in the eight days total um, to that Ridge Fire District. Almost all of them but one were to the Ridge and Highland Business District, which is where most of those um, runs are. One on Los Santaville and Ridgewood for a sick person. And so um, everything's business as usual. I haven't heard anything. Um, so I would expect this to be a very seamless transition to the Deer Park Silverton um, crew who are, you know, they've worked with us for a long time. And then, you know, we're, it's nice to have Chief Sifke here, Chief of the Little Miami Fire Department, who now, he's um, no longer new, he's been here, what, a couple months. Um, so just wanted to introduce you, thanks for coming. I know you just kind of stopped by, you weren't planning on speaking, but if you wanted to say hi, that'd be great. Well, I appreciate oh. the opportunity. I did stop in just out of the blue, <laughs> just to, to introduce myself to, to the board members that I haven't met before and as well. So I want to put a face to, to our department since uh, I am new to the community. And um, I've been really, <coughs> excuse me, working for the past couple of months. Uh, the first month was trying to get uh, acclimated, but uh, continue to, to work hard answer any of your questions as they, they come about. Right, we take you about two years and we'll remove the rookie title from <laughs> We still call her rookie. After Mike Lemon being here for 19 years, she's still a rookie. And she said, I've been here for three years. I'm in my third year. Yeah. All right. So welcome aboard. We look forward to having you. Trustee Lamar and I were on the search, were part of the search uh, and interview group for Chief Sivke. And we are very fortunate to have him. He is going to change the way we do business with fire services in that district. Yep. We, lo we love great team members. Mm -hmm. I'll just add that it was an unreal experience as um, a newer trustee that I 
was interviewing for a fire chief. I'm like, uh, it seemed yeah. a little, but it was a, an important role, and so happy to have him. He's such a, a good guy, knows what he's doing, and he will be such an amazing um, addition to the to the fire department. Yeah, you know the business side, the fire side, yeah. and the community side. Trifecta. <laughs> okay. And next we move on to. Were you done with the little one? Yes. Okay. Next we move on to trustees' reports. In the report. You're good. Yep. I was just going to mention our St. Patrick's Day, mm -hmm. which after yesterday's podcast, I think we all know it is Saturday, March 12th. <laughs> <laughs> we had to do a couple retakes on the podcast yesterday. <laughs> and to be clear, Melissa <laughs> messed it up. I, I got it right, up. which is unusual. So I um, the St. Patrick's Day party is not on St. Patrick's Day. It is this Saturday, if you're watching live. Um, Saturday, March 12th, 5 to 9 at the Murray Avenue Madison Place Firehouse. There will be barbecue, there will be a band, some cloggers, there will be, maybe most importantly, according to the weather, there will be a heated tent. Yes. And so come rain or shine, come get some barbecue, come early because um, these things tend to get big crowds and sometimes we run out of food as it gets later in the evening. So I would try to get there earlier. Um, we have free food to the first yeah. 200 people. Free, I'm sorry, free barbecue. Yes. Uh, and then $2 beer. Yep. And then I, Irish dessert. Yes, I have to make one correction. They're not cloggers. They're Irish dancers. Dancers. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Can we redo <laughs> <laughs> yes. this? Is live. We'll have, Sorry. It's kind of a big deal. And we'll also have bagpipes as well. So <laughs> it, 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 it's yeah. a fun, fun event, and we're glad to have it come back again this year. So it's great. Yeah, we haven't had it in two years, three years. Yeah. And a lot of hard work goes into it for all our staff: Caroline, Melissa. Mm. No, Lauren, 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 Kim, Kim Dustin, Dustin, and his crew, everyone. Susan, Brian. So kudos to you, and I haven't done much of anything. So you, I'm, I'm you have, kudos to all you guys for all this. But okay. seriously, so um, it takes a lot of people to put it on. So it's a tremendous event. We hope everybody comes out and supports it. So especially if you're in Ridgewood or in a neighborhood that's not very close, I want to see you there. We'll be there. Mm -hmm. I'll be there all night. And I know it's a little bit of a haul, but um, it's free barbecue. <laughs> well, and no matter the weather, as you said, yeah. the tent. band and the DJ, we're going to have m music and lights and such at, at all times, will be in the firehouse. The firehouse has phenomenal heaters, and they will have both firehouse garage doors open, and then attached to that, we have a full uh, uh, tent that is also heated. And then we have the street. So you have any combination of hot or cold, that you will want and any combination of food drink and kids Lauren's going to have a kids corner so it's a family event no excuses for the weather we've have every we have thought of everything I like it <laughs> oh that's <laughs> and the heated tent was Mr. Kabicki's idea, so oh, he says point. it's all us, and, but and, he, and, he's... And, and thanks to our sponsors, Columbia Township, which is us, and 50 West. 50 they West. always come through for us yes. as well, so thank yeah. you. All right, that we move on to communications. Any questions about uh, any of the communications? You can certainly plug our, our, uh, yeah. our podcast, Brian. Go. Yeah, podcast. Um, Bobby Slattery, who is the... Always a great guest. Um, he's awesome. He is the owner... Mr. Optimistic. Yep. <laughs> he's the owner <laughs> Optimistic of Bobby, I 50 West, and been involved in the community for over a decade that, with that location, and it just keeps expanding and being better and better. And he, he was an awesome guest. 
um, really engaging, talked about it, why his history, why he wanted to do what he's doing there, and kind of the future of it. And he's really a part of the community. I mean, Melissa calls it our backyard and our mm -hmm. playground because we don't have a lot of park space, right? But um, they've really created a lot of that, and we, we have a, a new, more permanent stage opening up and some permanent bathrooms right along the Little Miami mm -hmm. bike trail. And so some new fun stuff, they keep investing in the community. Yeah, and again, not only do they have great beer, great burgers, but they're so vested, and when they get engaged in the community, they don't just write checks or send food. They actually come and participate, which is a real blessing. So uh, they're great, great corporate sponsors. And I think Bobby will be there Saturday, right? He should be there Saturday yeah. as well, yes. So all good. Okay, that. Um, and we move on to resolutions, and this is when I hand it off to Melissa because most of the time she's right. <laughs> I'll have to get better at comebacks. <laughs> He's the master. All right. Uh, I have four, we have four resolutions, and I'm actually going to read them. We have numbered them, and so I'm going to read them in that order, which is a little bit different than what it is on the agenda. Uh, so, starting with, uh, this is a net, uh, a, um, the speed study that I mentioned earlier. This is a resolution asking for um, the trustee to approve purchasing the radar speed signs for the first uh, installment from the township-wide targeted speed and stop sign study. Uh, it is uh, authorizing the administrator to accept a proposal and to purchase radar speed signs from CLEAM Incorporated and dispensing with the second reading. Uh, we were able to source the radar speed signs, they're solar powered radar speed signs, they do not require any electricity. Uh, fortunately, without a material delay, however, the installers are backlogged for months. So our crews are going to install these signs because they know how to do so many things. <laughs> of course they and are. And so we're going to be able to, as soon as we take delivery, we're going to be able to have this, the signs installed uh, very quickly. Uh, so the total amount of the, we, we solicited several proposals and the lowest and best uh, went to CLEAM and that is in the amount of $26,728 and the detailed proposal uh, for the signs is uh, attached and we will put, uh, we will make sure before we do an install uh, in any new locations that uh, the engineer who did the study is going to work with uh, our uh, Dustin Frazier, our road superintendent, to recommend based on utility location and sight distance on a road, whether there's a curve or a hill or some other conflict, make recommended uh, install locations primary and alternative. And then uh, if the primary involves any residential property or business property, we will have that conversation with the residents about uh, whether there's flexibility or not for that sign location. So uh, it's very important overall to the township safety, but we wanted to make sure, and I know this is, this is very important, something that's very important to you as, as well, uh, David. Um, so we're going to be, uh, I don't have a schedule yet for the delivery, um, just um, we're waiting to hear back from them on when that will be. Do I have any questions? I just have a comment. The number one complaint I hear from residents is speed, and so this is a big step to reducing. I hear it in every neighborhood. I'm sure you all do too. 
And this is a huge step, so thank you. So one of the things that's interesting about the study, when the study is final, we'll, we'll, it's in draft now, as I mentioned earlier, we'll release it, but the, the majority of the dynamic is that so many people have been working remotely or not working, and that now that people are going back to work and people are out and about, their, the sense of the speeding is greater. But the study actually identified, other than a, a handful of roads that are cut-throughs, uh, that the speeds are not excessive. Yep. But on the cut-through roads, the speeds, the speeds uh, were higher. So, any other questions? Okay, so this is a dispensing with the second reading. So, I have read the title, may have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading. So moved. I'll second. Okay. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So moved. Second. second. Roll call. <laughs> Mr. Lamont? Yes. Mr. Kavicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Thank you. The resolution is passed. Thank you. The next resolution, 2211, is, uh, relates to a tax, amending a tax increment financing district on Wooster Lane. Uh, a resolution amending resolution 1801-2018 to include additional public infrastructure improvements for an existing tax increment financing exemption granted to pursuant, granted pursuant to section 5709.73 of the Ohio Revised Code in Columbia Township, Ohio. This is actually a first reading only. There'll be no vote, but uh, a short uh, background on this. In 2018, under the prior administration, when Panera was uh, planning to move forward with the development of the former plant shop property on Wooster Pike, 7510 Wooster, and then the adjacent parcel, which is still vacant, 7528 Wooster. Uh, you put into place a tax increment financing district to assist because there are certain utilities in that area uh, that are had not been extended, and that helped facilitate the Panera. The original TIF was set up under a limited public infrastructure uses uh, language it was contemplated at the time that when the second parcel would be developed there likely would need to be additional infrastructure to help facilitate business development to that parcel. What I am proposing to do is that we expand the language to the full menu that the state, uh, state law allows for tax increment financing all public infrastructure uses and then the trustees have a menu that they can choose from as this TIF, which is a very small TIF, as this TIF begins to uh, have funds accumulate in it, what it is this year will be the first full year that we will have TIF money in it. I want to give the trustees the flexibility to choose what the township's priority is that time. So an example of some additional language to the TIF would be it can be spent on road improvement projects. It can be spent on trails and paths. It can be spent on parks. So it can only be spent on public infrastructure, but it broadens uh, that definition from the utilities, water, sewer, that were contemplated in the 2018 TIF. It gives you, instead of a fixed menu of a couple of items, it gives you the full almost TGI Friday's menu, you know, a page or two of options, and then you can decide the priority when we bring forward uh, needs for that TIF. And so this is a first reading only. If there are any questions, I'm happy to answer those, and then we'll put that aside until next month. Okay. Any questions? Okay. No. Next resolution, uh, 2212, 
this is a resolution that will authorize uh, me to move forward for the design of the Walton Creek Road improvement that I mentioned earlier in our meeting. Authorizing an agreement for engineering design of Walton Creek Road, turn lane and sidewalk. Authorizing the administrator to enter into an agreement with TEC engineering and dispensing with the second reading. Um, so this proposal has two components. One, TEC, uh, which is our, our, um, one of our engineers of record, will design the plan for the Walton Creek improvement in cooperation with ODOT and Hamilton County Engineer because we all have right of way in that stretch that begins at US 50 and continues north. Uh, and so the road project will be designed between US 50 and Orchard and the sidewalk will be designed from US 50 to Orchard and then although there's not a road improvement project north of Orchard he will additionally, TEC will additionally do the survey and design for a future sidewalk extension all the way to much more. And there's some complications there because we have a creek and a headwall and limited right-of-way and there is a lot of difficulty in that area because of how old Walton Creek is, the original Plainville area, there is road right-of-way that dates back over a hundred years old and there are conflicting right-of-way lines between property owners on the west, property owner on the east, the apartment uh, boutique apartment complex that's going to be uh, construction started later this month, and also the county engineer and, and uh, uh, and then our roads in a couple of the neighborhoods. And so we have to work through uh, through a survey and through a uh, legal process, sorting out everyone's right-of-way so we can then move forward with that second phase. So it's a more, it's more complicated design because it includes that survey for that second phase. And so the total proposal is $68,522. Um, and our intent is that we would design uh, the road and the first segment of the sidewalk and then we would go out to bid I'll bring that back to you and construct this road project actually in this season and then while we begin construction of the southbound turn lane uh, and the first segment of sidewalk we he will go back and then do survey uh, and design of the other and concrete prices I'm sure that you know this concrete prices we're we are probably going to exceed the original estimate for the road project because of the concrete for the sidewalk so we'll i'm out knocking on more doors looking for more grants for that which is going to be harder but a road see. crew could just do it <laughs> hmm. i wonder if they have you know they <laughs> they probably <laughs> they do a lot of things send joking. them to uh sidewalk uh in installation school that's a thought that is a thought any questions? No. Okay. So this this is a um, uh, a vote for uh, uh, dispensing with the second reading. So I have read the title. May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the so second moved. reading? Second. Roll. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. May I have a motion uh, and a second so to <laughs> pass the resolution? Yes. Uh, second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Final resolution. First, uh, it's a supplemental appropriation resolution, so it is one reading only. We did not bring forward a supplemental resolution in either of the January or February meetings because we, 
as Carolyn knows, we're still having fun with closing out the budget. We have a, a, the first quarter of each year to close out the prior year and open the new year, which is a long, detailed process with the county. So we have held all of the supplemental appropriations, and so it's quite a long list, but just as a reminder, supplemental appropriations are you approve a budget in July of each year, but in order to spend the money from that budget, we come back to you to authorize us to spend the money. So the budget's the first step, and then authorizing the expenditure of the money in the budget. And then occasionally, if you decide on new programs that are not in the budget, this authorizes the, that funding to go in there as well. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I will share, for example, for Cambridge and Buckingham, you're talking about a total project cost of a million three, and we have uh, we will receive OPWC funds, grants, and loans. So we pass supplemental appropriations, acknowledging that we're going to receive money, and then we pass that we are going to spend it. So a lot of this is money in, money out. So do you have any questions? No. On it. So first reading only. Uh, I've read the title of the resolution. May I have a motion and a second to pass the so resolution. Moved. Second. Roll call. Through me, Mr. Uh, Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Is that all we do? That's it. Thank you. Okay. Good. All right. I make a motion to approve the payments, bills, bank reconciliation, and financial reports. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. I make yes. a motion to sign the minutes and resolutions. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. And I make a motion we adjourn. Do I second. hear a second? Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for coming. We have three resolutions that Just we require sign. your signature on, so yes. please stay yes. and yes. sign those. Yes. Uh, I have a comment.